Yeah. Getting freaky today. All right, everybody. It's time again for Survival of the Fittest is the Soup du Jour. I'm Chef Roberto Trevino, and I've got a little salt. I got a little pepper, and we're going to make it spicy. So let's get it on. Now, today is the official day, the official day that I start working on an entirely brand new 7,000 square foot, but like brand spanking new restaurant. And I always love that because even though it's been in the works for about a year now, today is the official day where we start to kind of put it together as far as we've designed the kitchen already. It's on its way. You know, the mechanical plans and everything are set. That's already started. It really comes down to now. It really comes down to now. The salt, the pepper and the spice all right so we begin that process today and as any chef knows who's opened a restaurant now there's a lot of chefs out there who haven't had the opportunity to open a restaurant from zero it's never easy it's always extremely difficult on your ego because it's expected to be perfect from its conception Till you know you are completely immersed in day number one, it's expected to be perfect. And is it always perfect? It's not always perfect. In fact, it takes a good two, three, four, five months to finally fall in line. And those things happen. By living them. Now, a lot of people like to say, like, well, we got to get together and we got to start writing the menu. Yes. We got to start putting together the recipes. Yes. For the most part, ultimately, changes to be made. And I think any good restaurateur and any good chef knows that happens. You know, you could say seven quarts of this and, you know, three or six tablespoons of that and what have you. And in the end, you're like, mm. And in the end, you have some guy or some, you know, one of your cooks just kind of cranking it out for you. And they do it perfect, better than what you thought. And that ultimately happens. But my point right now is we have begun the process of putting together the menu and starting to understand its mechanics, the sauces the butchering techniques, the stations for the line, what meats, what items will come from what stations. I mean, obviously, the, the cold, the hot, the blah, 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 the grill. The, so, okay, you can go down the line. But you have to build all those blocks. I mean, and it's one of those things where you say to yourself, like, okay, well, this is kind of easy. Just open the doors. Here, here's a menu. Put it together. It doesn't work like that. Especially if you're looking to do, I mean, this is not just any old restaurant. This is the kind of restaurant that is being programmed to do 800, 900, 1,200 covers a day. And uh, those numbers are serious. 
Therefore, the approach that you have to have to making this restaurant's formulas work has to be very, very serious and precise. And as we know in the kitchen, precision, unless you're a pastry chef, is not necessarily the name of the game. And I don't mean by plating, because some people plate better than others, and some people have an, a terrible time just trying to make a plate beautiful, and some other people just kind of comes naturally. But one thing's for sure, the flavor's got to be there. If you were opening, uh, you know, a Chinese restaurant, the egg rolls would have to be perfect. If you were opening a Mexican restaurant, well, the Mexican rice and the refried beans have to be perfect. Not too salty, friendly, and I mean by that, you know, not putting bacon or lard, you know, keeping it real for vegetarians and for different, you know, dietary needs makes sense. And these things don't happen just because. They happen because you put them together. And and some people say like, whoa, it's very simple. You just kind of like, you know, take recipes from books, from the internet, and from the past restaurants you maybe worked at. But that's not enough. It's not enough. And... In the end, it requires that soul that I so much share with people in the kitchen and with y'all on the podcast. I always talk about that soul that the kitchen needs for it to truly kind of pull it all together. To get those flavors just right. To get, you know, the execution of these dishes out to the guests precisely and as positive and right as possible and some people say like well you know i mean i go out to eat it's no big deal you know i go to you know different kinds of restaurants you run the gamut and they just give me my food it's no big deal but you know what goes behind making sure those tacos al pastor are perfect that the pineapple's not cut too big that the, that the, that the, that they just have just enough of, of, of the achote paste in there so it doesn't overwhelm it. You know, flavors that you're not accustomed to. You didn't even know that achote paste goes into a good El Pastor. Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. But now you do. And the fact is that all these things have to come together. Once again, whether you be a Greek restaurant, a Mexican restaurant, uh, you know, a Spanish restaurant or an Asian restaurant, all these things, you don't just make sushi. You have to understand that rice. You have to understand the sharisu for it to flavor that rice. You have to understand nori and how to roll it. No one just gets here by accident. And hats off to all of you who continue to push it, who continue to want to open restaurants in probably one of the hardest economic times that we've seen in our lives. It has been challenging, and it has changed from about when COVID was deep and there was nobody wanting to work, you could really get about any kind of money you wanted, and you could be high maintenance if you wanted. That's all changed, and now there seems to be a surplus of employees out there, and even though they're not as good, they're willing to work cheap. And a lot of restaurateurs, cheap is the angle. 
So a lot of chefs are being forced to work with very inexperienced staff and they're being literally worked. <laughs> so ultimately my point is you've got to you've got to just try and um keep your staff moving forward so that they can do the work necessary you know and um building a new restaurant is challenging but it's probably one of the greatest things that a chef gets to do and i've been very very fortunate in opening restaurants whether they be from like just kind of a turnaround, get in there, paint it, flip it, make it happen, to taking a gold, uh, a cold dark shell and converting it into a magical, spectacular gathering spot with wonderful food, and I've seen that, and it's a beautiful thing. So I think as a chef, you know, the goal is to to get the job, to keep the job to get the recognition for your food and your effort. But I think in the end, I mean, and, and, you know, I think a lot of chefs want to open their own restaurants, having opened many of my own restaurants. It's not necessarily the only way to go, and I can tell you that because it was so challenging the whole time that I found myself, like, being less and less the chef that I started and what really kind of made me fall in love with the whole idea in the first place so not necessarily all chefs need to own a restaurant but i do believe that all chefs need to push themselves to be recognized for their craft and their work and perhaps it's the better way to go now the restaurant i'm opening is not mine I'm opening it for a restaurant group who have a group of owners and they're very decent people and have a very clear idea of what they want to do. But I think in the end, it's going to be the soul that brings that restaurant forward, that, that we can make that ground, like I've said to you all before, holy ground, that it becomes something special. And that the people who work there understand that. And I think that's the message I'm going to take to this crew in this new property. Is yes, we have formulated it. We have built it. It is as perfect as we could possibly make it until it is perfect. <coughs> and that time comes. But in the end, I want to be able to make that ground sacred so that from me forward it is always sacred and that it gets its foot off the on the i mean that it is just done right from the get-go we have an opportunity here because of the experience of the restaurant tours that i'm working with on this project we have an opportunity to do something excellent and exciting and it will give me the opportunity to once again do what i love to do and that's truly build kitchen teams truly recognize the winners give them the positions and ultimately see through the vision and then hope for the best because you never know 
and it can be the best, but you never know. And that takes work and dedication. Oh, there you go. Hey, now, you woke up. Excellent. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I tell you what, <clears throat> I'm so excited because once again, like I said, we get to start this project and I'm totally excited about it. So now you hear my girl Luna. She's insisting that I let her out and I better get to that. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Roberto Trevino. Servidor, amigos, saludos a Puerto Rico, saludos a Texas, saludos a Mexico, a New York City, a Los Angeles, Japan. I mentioned I was going to share that food truck. I haven't yet. This is Survival of the Fittest of the Soup du Jour. I'm Roberto Trevino, and we'll talk soon. <laughs>